0: DrLisaO.com, click the shop link or click the link below. All right, I've got another great episode, especially for women. But you know what? If you're a man and you're listening, that's fine too, because Maria Emmerich, she's got a lot of great information within the keto world. And actually, she's kind of deep dived into carnivore now too. But if you are looking for recipe books, this is the lady you need to follow. So we obviously talk about her health issues um, that she had that brought her into keto, But I will tell you guys, check out definitely her recipe books because they are the best ones out there within the keto world. Take a listen. You're going to love all of it. Again, this is one of the other episodes that came in from the Keto Virtual Summit several years back, and I was pretty honored to be able to interview her. She's a huge name in the keto world. Hey there, rock star. I'm Dr. Lisa Olszewski. I'm so glad you're here. I know you've been struggling for a while trying to figure out why things just aren't changing. I've been there, I get you, I see you, I know how hard you're trying. I'm here to let you know that there's light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm here to teach you the simple steps to becoming that healthy, vibrant you. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello everybody, I'm Dr. Lisa Olszewski, and I am so honored to have over here to my side, Maria Emmerich. Who is, all of you would know, if anybody in the keto world, you're going to know who Maria is from all of her books, um, from mariamindbodyhealth.com, from Keto Adapted Books. But Maria, I'm going to like just give you the floor because I am so excited to have you here and just to share with us about ketogenic nutrition.
1: Well, I'm so honored that you asked me to be on your summit because I just... You know, I'm like you, I really want people to get better and see this as a lifestyle. You know, my whole family lives this way. My Even my seven and eight year old um, eat keto. And some people, like you, you mentioned earlier when we were talking, that people think of it just as a diet plan. And they're like, why are you putting your kids on keto? And I was like, they're not in it for losing weight. They're in it for mental focus. Um, I have a son that he is all over the place unless he's eating really good. Um, You know, his focus isn't there and stuff. So there's so many benefits to eating this way. They feel better. They say they run faster. And this is on no caffeine. Like, hello! No sugar! No!
0: I love it. So tell me a little bit about your story, because I know, like, that's your passion of how you got into keto, Um, share with us that
1: totally. um when I was about 16 years old I went to the doctor because I just I wasn't feeling well I didn't have normal periods Um, I left that hospital with an antidepressant an acid blocker my doctor told me that she got acid reflux when she drank water and being a 16 year old I was like oh well, maybe that just happens to everybody right So, um, and she told me I had PCOS, which is kind of like a diabetes that affects female fertility. Um, Sugar and caffeine are taking those androgens into overdrive. Um, And she said, that wasn't my fault. That was just my fate. I wasn't doing anything wrong. So I left with all of that information. I never filled those prescriptions because that same week, As fate had it, my dog was, she was a beautiful golden retriever, but she was losing huge patches of her hair. And so I went to the vet and the first question the vet asked me, what are you feeding her? And I went home and I changed her diet and her hair grew back. And I was like, holy cow, food can really do this. So I knew that carbohydrates just caused me to blow up like a balloon. Um, and so I kind of just put myself on this diet, and I, decide, and I got better. And I decided that I wanted to go to school to study nutrition. Um, I was a great athlete, so um, exercise physiology was something that I ta- attached with that. I was just always the fat athlete. And honestly, the more marathons I trained for, the more ga- ga- weight I gained. And I still had. That still happens to that day, to this day, but I know now it has a lot to do with the cortisol response and adrenal fatigue because I sleep worse. um, Because I'm like all or nothing and I really wanna do well at everything. And so I overtrain. And so I, I try to do more yoga and weight training now. And I feel like my body is stronger and more powerful now than when I run for hours on end at a day. So, um, that is how I got started. What happened though, was I became a rock climbing guide because I fell in love when I was 17 years old. Um, and Craig knew my story of the PCOS. And so he's like, that's fine. We'll adopt a bunch of kids. And I was like, you're awesome. And so we started on the adoption train, but, um, he lost his job and we lost Everything. That means that we lost everything we spent on the adoption fees, which was a fortune. Um, We lost our house and cars. Um, But that downtime forced me into like just like getting into focus mode. I started writing. I went to the library and my parents, like little shack type cabin way up in the North woods of Wisconsin. And I started writing and putting my heart out there. I'm actually a really private person, but the more I opened up, the more I felt normal because people were like, that's me too. And it was like, wow, I kept this a secret for so long. I was like, just grateful for putting it out there and the love that came back. Um, And soon enough, I mean, it went gangbusters, people liked my recipes, which I'm so grateful for. And I, I just I'm so grateful for all the people that like food and
0: like tasty keto recipes, because it's really changed my life. Right. And truly, like, I mean, I'm doing a 24-hour fast today, right? So I've got your cookbook right here. One of them. But I was like, this is so amazing. But I'm fasting right now. But what I love about this, and we spoke about this, dairy. Let's touch on dairy.
1: Yeah. So awesome. There's a
0: lot of misconceptions about
1: the ketogenic diet. And um, with keto, with paleo, we all poo poo gluten. We all like, there's no gluten allowed, you know, like even be careful of soy sauce because there's wheat in it. But in the keto community, it's focused on dairy a lot. And dairy is a more common allergen than gluten. I deal with, like you deal with a lot of food allergies and Dairy is one that's actually going to cause blood sugar issues. Um, Even the stuff that doesn't have lactose. I'm not talking about milk. I'm not talking about cottage cheese, the stuff that has a lot of lactose in it. Or even yogurt has too much lactose. But I'm talking about the stuff that has like no sugar. I'm talking about butter, heavy cream, ghee. Um, All of that needs to go for about 50% of people. And so if you are finding that you're not successful on the ketogenic diet, and you're doing a lot of cheese and butter and cream cheese and, you know, cheesecakes, which are, I, I'm from Wisconsin. I love that stuff. <laughs> like, it's like blasphemy to say. Um, but, you know, for for me, weight loss was very slow because I love food. I like to eat. I didn't want to do longer fasting. I want to eat every day. And so you know, losing, you know, 80 pounds was a very long process for me. Um, And if you want it fast, like most people do, try cutting out dairy, because it will be a huge game changer, but not just dairy, nuts and nut flowers. Both of those are constipating. And that's something that I'm sure you hear a lot. I hear a lot in my practice. You know, I'm constipated um, or you don't have normal stools or whatever it is. Cutting dairy and nuts are huge when it comes to weight loss. People subtract fiber from their total carbohydrates. And those nut flours really add up in carbohydrates. And you can't subtract the fiber. You need to count. Fiber is actually a menace (laughs) and causes a lot of issues like diverticulitis, colitis, Crohn's. And that's why when anybody suffers from any of those, um, the doctor's going to say, go on the white diet, devoid of fiber, because fiber is a menace. It causes a lot of um, inflammation to those intestines. And people are like, don't I need fiber to go number two? It's like, think about a newborn baby. They don't get any fiber and they poo all the
0: time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. So, and then also what I think, and I'm sure, I'm sure this is part of your take too, is when people throw in how much nut flour, they have no idea on the calorie count on that type of stuff. I oh, mean, it's huge. yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that with the calories too.
1: Yeah. I mean, that book that you are showing, those are, that, those are all dairy free. They're all nut free. But like, I love the creamy texture. Like again, I'm from Wisconsin, I wanted that. So all of those recipes, there's like 180 in there. They're all dairy free and nut free. And they're delicious. Like the Reuben pork chops, (laughs) just had those for lunch. No (laughs) lie. So um, You know, the calories do matter. You know, it's physics. It's all about the fat flux. Now you want a negative fat flux if you're trying to lose weight. And that's why you're fasting, right? Like you're well for other benefits too. But like the whole idea why fasting works is because you're getting into a negative fat flux. If you're in the concept to believe that you can eat 5,000 calories of pure fat and not gain any weight. I mean, it's physics, you're digesting food, you don't just slide it out the other end you have to digest it and absorb it and it's all about oxidative priority and that's um how your body prioritizes different macronutrients uh, for digestion the first one is um alcohol and that has to go through all of the different macronutrients until it gets to body fat so if you're fueling your body with excessive amounts of even fat it's gonna use the dietary fat for ketosis, which is fine if you're dealing with epilepsy, seizures, anything like that. But if you wanna use your body fat, you have to let it. And in order to let your body use your body fat, you have to limit that. So that whole idea that you need to eat 80% fat diet, well, 80% of that will come from your own body fat or, you know, some of that 80% will if you let it, but if you, I get people all the time. Well, I didn't eat 80% fat in my diet today. So I was doing shots of MCT oil before bed. Like, so maybe you'll read higher ketones, but higher ketones do not mean higher fat burning. Um, it also doesn't mean really anything. It just means that you ate a lot of fat. Like you could eat a bunch of white rice and dump a bunch of MCT oil on it and still read ketones. Will you burn body fat? No, you're going to gain weight, but you will read ketones. But you want to be in a state of lipolysis to burn body fat for fuel rather than high ketone levels. So There's a lot of bad and you know, like I used to be the only crazy lady out there, and now there's still keto is so popular, which is nice, but yet at the same time, there's some terrible information out there, like you know, you have to eat eighty percent fat and don't eat too much protein and like all of this type of stuff.
0: So, like, let's go through your macros of what you would what you recommend for people. What percentage fat would you say typically?
1: Well, don't aim for percentages. That is the biggest thing. Get your macros done. And if you want your macros, um, I have a keto calculator on my website. The biggest problem is, is people overestimate how much lean mass they
0: have. Oh, I'm sure they do.
1: And I just had someone last night who was 400 pounds and trying to do their calculator and they don't want to accept that they're body fat percentage is as high as I'm saying that it is right so they overestimate their lean mass and that's gonna overestimate how much protein they need and things like that
0: okay so give them your website this is at
1: Maria Mind Body health oh, Maria if you search keto calculator it's all free I don't make any money off of this but I just uh, really want people to get their macros right And so you type in your lean mass. If you don't know, you can pick which body type you look most like. Um, And then you say your activity level, what your goal is, because, you know, we were saying earlier, it doesn't have to be for weight loss. It could be for mental clarity, whatever it is. And it's going to give you your macros. So you want to hit your protein goal because you cannot make muscle without protein. You can't make muscle on fat. It's... Impossible, you need amino acids for muscle. The great thing about being keto is you use less branch chain amino acids um, when you are working out, so you really do maintain that muscle mass better, which is a benefit, but you still, if you're working out and lifting weights and you wanna have a lot of strong muscles, you need to focus on hitting your protein goal. Protein is the only goal. Carbs, you can go under, And fat, you can go under, but protein, you want to hit that. And I'm not talking about high protein. It's about 0.7, 0.8 times your lean mass. This is not a lot. Um, You know, for the average woman, it's about maybe 70, 80 grams of protein, depending on lean mass. so it's not a lot of protein like some people are like i'm you know doing your keto calculator and i'm doing 160 grams of protein i'm like holy cow that is way too much you know (laughs) you overestimated your lean mass but again people don't want to admit what body fat percentage they are it's hard you know because i was there myself you know being 50 percent body fat is hard to admit
0: right Right. For sure. Okay. So one of the things um, I love how the analogy you always use is putting diesel fuel in a gas engine. So let's go back to like just some of the basics for some people that might just be tuning in, not understanding anything about keto. Right. Right. Um, Obviously throughout the summit, they've learned a little bit that, Hey, we're burning fat for fuel and that, but let's go. I know we touched a little bit on insulin. Um, Can you explain insulin resistance to people in a general, just general term?
1: Like how um it's when you're extremely sensitive to carbohydrates and sugar um and in which case dairy can be causing an insulin problem um and I'm, again it's not i'm talking about the casein um so you know with like pcos diabetes alzheimer's those carbohydrates are you know, just not your friend. And as we age as women and our progesterone and estrogen levels change, um, we become even more sensitive to those carbohydrates. That's why women are often frustrated when they go through the change. Or um, another thing too is as progesterone drops, you burn less calories a day on average is about when you're not ovulating, ovulating takes about 300 calories a day. And so when you stop doing that, you're losing that basal metabolic rate going on. Um, And that would equal to be about 10 pounds a year, but also you get very poor sleep when progesterone drops. And when you get three or more nights of six or less hours of sleep, Your cells start to look like a diabetic so if you think that oh I've been living off of poor sleep for years I'm just fine I've heard that from so many people I've just adjusted to that Um, it's really not a healthy state to live in and like you know there's natural things that you can do to combat that low progesterone Um, having PCOS in my background Um, I had that issue when I was even in my young twenties. And so I've under really took steps to understand that because I was miserable, even though I ate keto, I was always hungry. And I still experience that to this day, this weekend I was traveling and I had a, you know, it's sometimes hard to sleep in hotel rooms. It's noisy. I got very poor sleep. And the next day, um i still ate keto but my hunger dial was turned way up if i get my i i'm usually i'm a sleeper i like nine and a half hours of sleep at night um but then i can kill it all day long then i have no problem eating once a day because you know it's just
0: so much easier right No, and that's so, I mean, we've got some people talking about different hacks of if they've reached, if they are doing keto for fat loss and how to go through the plateaus and that type of thing. But everybody keeps talking about sleep, which is so important. It is absolutely important. Like I tell my patients, that's also when we heal. So if we're not sleeping. Yeah, everyone talks about adrenal
1: fatigue and all these adrenal supplements. The best thing for that is sleep because that's when your adrenals are balanced. And, you know... A lot of people will say take a hot bath before bed for sleep. It's like, huh, you gotta take a cold bath. It's called cold therapy. There's a whole like hospital, the cryotherapies that are really popular now. Um, I even have an ice bathtub outside that I I mean now I just go it's it is snowing out. So uh, <laughs> and it's April, right? Like <laughs> ah! <laughs> But, uh, you know, cold therapy is a huge piece of healing your mitochondria. And the mitochondria is where you oxidize fat for fuel. And so you want healthy mitochondria and you want to activate brown fat. Now we're finding that so many adults have no brown fat, which you want. That's the metabolically active, you know, fat that like babies, they don't need blankets that's because they have a lot of brown fat going on. Um, You know, as adults, we lose that unless you practice a lot of cold
0: therapy and stuff like that. Okay, so go into the cold therapy. Nobody's touched on this. I want to hear a little bit more on that.
1: (laughs) I am so into cold therapy. Like you can see it's cold in our house um, and I'm in a tank top. Like it's (laughs) like in the 60s and when you take a cold shower in the morning, you're going to turn that dial up and heat your body because it has to work to keep warmer. Um, People that have constant cold body temperatures, I just um, did a a book signing and keto talk um, in Ponca City, Oklahoma, and this woman said I had chronically very low body temperatures, and still, I started doing what your cleanse book said to do for cold therapy. And now, her body temp is turned way up. She thought that she had this, you know, thyroid issue and stuff, which she did, but um, that helped tremendously, and it helped turn her body temperature up there. We're living in a world of air conditioning in the hot summer and heat in the wintertime. And if you think about our paleo ancestors, they didn't have this. I mean, my dad, he is a plumber and a heater. He does, you know, air conditioning and stuff, so I'm not bashing that. But we're never in an environment where we force our body to work hard and keep us warm during cold times and keep us cool during hot times. That is a, you know, if you can't adjust to heat or cold, you know, that is showing that your, your body's not as healthy as it should be. And when you force yourself to work at that, it's helping heal that mitochondria. Um, but again, we're
0: just living in a society of 72 degrees all the time. Absolutely. That's exactly right what else do you want to add? Like, I feel like we've covered a lot of information. So if there's anything, um, oh my gosh, there's so many things, um, I could cover. I
1: don't even know where to go, but you know, it doesn't have to be hard. Um, some people say it's too complicated and they're getting a whole bunch of mixed messages. Um, it doesn't have to be hard. And I'm, a busy working mom. We homeschool our kids and I've, I have a great mom, but I remember her, even when I was really little, she was always stressed out around dinner time because she had nothing planned. And I feel that we all learn from our parents. And I've learned from her where my kids are seven and eight. And so they're helping clean up dinner while I plan tomorrow's night dinner. And you know what that does? It eases my my anxiety for the day. And so if you're just starting, get a slow cooker if you don't have one. In that cleanse book, there's so many slow cooker recipes because that's how I roll. I mean, while they're cleaning up, I'm going to fill the shell of my slow cooker, throw that in the fridge. And then in the morning, all I have to do is take it out and turn it on. I have three slow cookers. And so I'll do a main dish, a side dish and a dessert. And so when, you know, whenever somebody's hungry, they can eat. So even if your kids are in sports or activities and, you know, you don't know when dinner is going to be, if you're hungry at this time and they're hungry at another time, it's fine. Don't stress out that you have to have family dinners. I work with a lot of psychologists and the whole idea of needing to have family dinner or that stressful thing it's not the act of actual eating together it's the act of spending family quality time and so um you don't need to think that you need to eat together find something to do like we make keto pizzas together you can even make them dairy free if you want to but we'll make pizzas and we'll do like 20 I I grew up in Medford, Wisconsin, which is the first frozen pizza ever. <laughs> it was across from a graveyard that my my dad actually worked at the bar where that served them. And now it's super popular. So we always had frozen pizza. So what I do is I'll make 20 pizzas and throw them in the freezer, and then whenever somebody wants one, they just throw it in the oven for 10 minutes. And that just makes life so much. If I'm getting everything out, I'm making a ton of them. Right. <laughs> I'm not making one. And that's how I do everything. Like I love, I love hamburgers. That's one of my favorite things to do on a keto bun. I have like a whole bunch of keto buns in the freezer and I love fried onions on my burger. I'm not going to fry onions just for that one burger. I fry a whole bunch and then I just, you know, put them in the fridge or whatever. And then when I fry a burger, I just throw some onions that are already fried on there. Cause I like them caramelized, you know? So everything's pretty much ready. All I have to do is fry a hamburger, which takes five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just take a keto bun out of the freezer and I'll have a hamburger every day. If I could, like, I love it. Um, with bacon, I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it doesn't have to be hard. And if you think that you can eat packaged foods that are keto? Think again. My rule is if it comes with a package, it is compromised. Right. And so it does take some work. But the way I feel now, like I'm getting up there in age, and I feel better than I ever have in my entire life. Um I just wish I would have known this in my teens and 20s because I wasted a lot of my time being ill. Even though I was kind of keto in my 20s, I would cheat during the weekends. And that's why I don't judge anybody if they have a slip up or a cheat. But I will encourage you that I don't see, I almost feel like I'm cheating all the time because I have ice cream every day. It's keto ice cream but I don't feel deprived anymore. Um, I'll have a dessert every day. And it's just being prepared for that. Um, like I keep ice cream in my freezer at all times. Um, in the summertime, we not now that it's winter, but I always have ice pops. My kids love ice pops. There's nothing easier than throwing everything into a blender, pouring them into the popsicle molds and free, you don't need an ice cream maker or anything. And I love an ice pop. Like it's fantastic. It's another way to get into cold therapy or sucking on ice, things like that. But, um, just being prepared that will take out away a lot of anxiety. Um, it's just like going to a grocery store when you're hungry. Don't be meal planning when you're starving, have stuff ready. Right. And that's what my whole game plan is. And, you know, if it means that you have to say no to some other things in your life, nobody's happy unless mommy's happy. And so taking care of yourself means that you can take care of other people better. Just like putting your mask on first in an airport, you know, the, the airline tells you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, okay. it's okay to say no to others to take care of yourself. That's a good thing because then you can put your best foot forward. And it took me a long time to realize that because I'm a yes person. Um, but once I embraced that, I served everybody else better, including my family and friends and anybody that else, you know, my clients, just, you know, it's, it's important.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I love it. And that's where um, the mission with American Institute of Healthy Living was to make healthy living simple for people because yeah. everyone, I always say here in my practice, Nobody sits here and says, I want to wake up feeling miserable in 10 years, but guess what? Most people do, right? And it is, it's those simple, sustainable steps that will literally lead to lifelong change. So thank you for sharing that information and really like telling everybody, take care of yourself first, because when you do take care of yourself first, it opens up to all sorts of other opportunities as well.
1: Right, right. And you know, if anything, just, um, changing your breakfast, Start with that, because balls in motion stay in motion once you serve yourself well in the morning, you want to kind of keep that going. What I find is when someone blows it, then the snowball of like, "Well, I already did this, I'm gonna do that," and you know that kind of happens and um you know, and
0: like you, yeah, so if they're starting out, give them an idea what they should do to help change their breakfast
1: um. I find that if it's not in the house, that's the best. Because first of all, nobody, including children, need cereal and skim milk. And I love you, mom, but that's what we had. But that's what, she, like she said, they told her that was the healthy thing to eat. You know, special K and skim milk does not do a body good. Um, I lived off of that for way too long, and I was very heavy. and. Nobody in the house needs that. You can be skinny and diabetic. It's called the Asian paradox, where they eat a lot of white rice and still stay stay thin. It's not about, um, you know, getting large and um, overweight is almost um, a protective mechanism. But your fat cells can be stuffed. If you don't have a lot of them, you'll be skinny and diabetic. I've had... um, a client, she was 105 pounds, and she ignored the signs of uh, her type two diabetes for so long. She became type one. In addition, she blew out her beta cells, and that's why when people say, "Well, my husband, he's thin as a rail. He doesn't need to eat this way," I would say, "Think again. Nobody should be eating Cheetos and Skittles and all of that type of stuff, um, anyway." So, just getting rid of the from the house because. There was a time that I would buy the carb-smart ice cream. I told you I like ice cream. And I swear if that was in the house, it would like call my name in the middle of the night. And so just not having it there was my key to success. And so cleaning out your fridge and your pantry and filling it with healthy options You will save money. Some people say, oh my gosh, it costs so much to eat keto. So many people say, I thought it was going to, but I'm now saving about $2,000 a year, even buying grass-fed meats because cereal, milk, snacks, chips, granola bars, those are all very expensive foods that keep you needing to eat every two to three hours because it's always stimulating blood sugar like you said, you're only hungry, you know, that was the biggest, um, that was, I'm really sensitive. So I don't like to read Amazon reviews. And my husband said, you got the best, worst review. And I was like, don't tell me. I don't want to know. And he's like, no, it's good. I hate this diet. I'm always full. And it's like, (laughs) that's the point. That is so the point because I lived in the state where you know, at breakfast time I was thinking about lunch and at lunchtime I was thinking about dinner and now it's so freeing to be like, I feel like I can accomplish so much stuff because food doesn't plague my life anymore. I enjoy it. I enjoy every bite of it, but then I can go long periods of time and work and enjoy my kids and go to, we can go to the zoo and I don't need to bring snacks, you know? Um, even my kids, I see how they're, I'm like, are you guys hungry for lunch? No,
0: not yet. And it's like, guys, it's two o'clock, you know? Right. It <laughs> I just is. want and to like, get it going. I know. And like you had just said, you know, get these kids fat adapted and all of that. Like just when people are, are healthy and, and how our children should be. Yeah. Because we're seeing a lot of, Um, the biggest thing, and I know, I know, I'm sure you share this with your clients as well, but just the fact that this generation of children aren't going to outlive their parents' life expectancy rate, like that's really, that's bad.
1: It is really sad. And you know, I, I love my kids. I want to give them the world, but we were at a cabin that we rented and they were playing Legos. I said, guys, pick up your Legos. And they picked all these up and they're like, something's wrong with this Lego. It was, it was round and it had an M on it. was like it was an M&M but they didn't even know what that was And I was like I love you guys so much you don't even know and it's not that I'm trying to deprive them but kids they don't know what a french fry is until you give it to them exactly they don't know what an M&M is like to them it was nothing but food dye and sugar and I'm like yes absolutely that's what it is um let food be thy medicine and you know you want to fuel yourself well i want to give them the world i want them to be healthy kids and now we go to the store and we buy like you know if you see string cheese we were by that we were walking by that and there was pink hot pink string cheese now marketed to kids it was like my little pony fruit punch that doesn't even sound good But we're killing our children.
0: I know. You know, and that's what I always just say is like, I don't see many two-year-olds driving themselves through a fast food restaurant. No. So yeah. And like you had just said, they don't know what that is.
1: No, like, my fir- my kids' first foods were like bone broth. They did bone marrow, which is kind of like a savory Jello. If you don't know what bone marrow is, it's perfect for babies. They love it. Um, it's like a mashed banana, but it's from the bone marrow with all the nutrients in it. Um, so fueling them on that, they don't have much of a sweet tooth, which I am so grateful for because. I grew up with antibiotics and extreme sweet tooth, you know, so
0: yeah. yeah. Starting them out on the right foot is pretty amazing. You have dropped so many gems throughout this, so thank you so much. I really think it's going to help anybody that's just even starting out, um, giving them those simple steps just to start, so I appreciate all of your time today. Thank you so much. Yes. So thank you. And I give them your websites, both of them, that they can find you again. mariamindbodyhealth.com and keto-adapted.com. And that's where you can get a free ebook of Keto
1: Adapted if you want to read more and get some more tips and tricks and some recipes
0: in there. Perfect. Yes. And definitely check out her cookbooks. She's got actually a brand new book out. So she's been busy signing those, but her cookbooks are amazing. Recipes are amazing. And you said thousands of recipes on the one on, on Maria Mind Body Health, right? That are all yes.
1: yes. You know, like I said, we had job losses and downtime. So I understand everybody's in different situations and I want them to be able to succeed, um,
0: in any situation they're in. Yeah, absolutely. And the recipes are fantastic. So um, (laughs) I will, and I love like meal prep, what you had just said, where especially so many people are running children to and from sports and everything else. But if you just have a slow cooker going, everybody can eat whenever they want. So lots of gems. So thank you so much.
1: Bye. Thanks.